0: Welcome to the Vault Podcast Classic Music Reviews, presented by IV Creative. Now, here's your hosts, B Cox and the crew.
1: Greetings and welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of the Vault Podcast Classic Music Reviews, presented by IV Creative, perspective of the classics from a fresh point of view. We appreciate you for taking your time and lending your ears to our perspective you could be anywhere listening to anything but you're right here with us so we thank you with you today is yours truly B. Cox. with me i have the crew comprised of these fine gentlemen surrounding me to my left we have my boy dominique marks aka cousin Damo. he is the host of the raw sex podcast you can catch it on podbean also on spotify and also on apple Podcasts as well to my right, we have my boy D.T. Dave. He is the host of the Ground Rule Double Podcast covering the world of sports every Monday and Friday evening on Facebook. You can catch him on the Facebook Live doing that podcast. Check the listings there for that every Friday and also Monday. And to my 12 o'clock right in front of me, my boy Jason J.O., hip-hop connoisseur from everything from the East Coast to West Coast, down South, and everything in between. Always like to appreciate having you gentlemen here with me today. As we chop it up over the classics and today we have an all-timer, a rarity of a diamond, one that sits in the rough and that we're still talking about 25 years later. We go back to 1994 to the 40th and 41st side, Queensbridge Housings. We're talking about none other than one of the two or three greatest albums ever recorded. Illmatic by Nas, his debut album, released April 19th, 1994 on Columbia Records, recorded in 92 and 93, where it was recorded, a laundry list of places, including Battery Studios, Chung King Studios, and also d d Recording, all in New York City. Executive Producers was uh, Faith End, the executive producer here. Of course, the producers on this album, uh, Who's Who, you can go down and talk about the list of who produced on this album. You know them well, L.E.S., DJ Premier, Pete Rock, Large Professor, Q-Tip, that's it, that's all, but that's all that you need on an album of 10 tracks (laughs) and a classic that you see from miles and miles to go. This, it's not much that we really have to say about it, we're going to discuss it today, but this is an album that truly speaks for itself, it's one of the, I would say to my opinion, one of the top three best albums ever recorded in hip-hop. And one of the most important ones as well, and where it stood during that particular time. 10 track album that covered a number of different topics and an MC that was up and coming that finally came out with an album that took very long, I think, commercially to get its recognition in the world. I mean, this only went, I say platinum. It only went platinum, I believe, out seven years after it came out on December 11, 2001. It only went gold 2 years after it came out in two- 1996 and as of now it still only sold 2 million copies which is amazing Travesty. thinking about Crazy. <laughs> thinking about how um how long it's taken for this album to get there but ill mad it what can we say i'll go around to get everybody's reaction <laughs> And this is something that I have to get everybody's first reaction when they first listen to it, because it's always important to get someone's reaction when you first listen to an album. And this, to me, is at the top of the list. Dave, first time you heard of your reaction, what you took from it and what you take from it now,
0: even after all these all these years, just raw, gritty, real talk. And it was life changing for real. It was like it really changed how I looked at music. I remember, I remember. I, sh- I showed you the tape. I showed you the tape, and I was like, "Yo, this this album is just immaculate." And as a grown man now, uh, I have the twentieth anniversary edition on on vinyl. Mm-hmm. I still haven't opened it yet. Wow! But <laughs> um, keep it sealed. I haven't opened it yet. Keep it sealed. I look back at it. I'm just like, this this album started me on that I'm on now with the kind of music that I listen to. I don't listen to the radio. I still don't. But like Illmatic, you know, just just absolutely flawless. Yeah. Flawless. Jay, your first
1: reaction when you heard it? 25 years ago, 1994. What was I like? 12 going 13
2: then? So like... 94 was a good year. It was. Musically, it was just incredible. And of course, that was like the time when the shift really started happening from like the West Coast scene to the East Coast. So... For Nas like to come in with Ilmatic, it was almost like a kick in the head, like hey, focus on this right now, like and then he had a drink starts and then how it just like slaps all the way through mm-hmm. the production of him Nas's lyricism, the choice as far as like guest appearances with people that were relatively unknown, like no no one really knew who Az was, but like his verse on life's a bitch, that's like <laughs> <a classic. laughs> that's like a cla- yeah a classic verse of pretty much how everyone felt at the time that was like living in the inner city life. I mean. That's why we get high because you never know when you're gonna go like, and that was an unfortunate reality for a lot of us at that time. So, so now, especially it, coming right uh, after the crack epidemic, yes, yep. yeah, and they, like they was just, like just starting to heal from that. So like, looking well, look, listen to it as a grown man now. I appreciate more like the production, the lyricism, that I was blessed by the grace of God have grown up during that time to appreciate that album. Yeah. Um, just the fact it was just, like, you know, just a remarkable piece of work. I mean, just you really can't say too much else about it. Damo, ninety four
3: eleven. I was with my uncle, and my uncle was kind of militant-minded, so he made sure he played this right here to open my mind up. And it made me change my mindset. actually made me read the Malcolm X book offer of that my uncle had. And he's like, you need to read this and listen to this. And I was like, oh, it's a whole different – mindset that I had from just being a little kid and some of the other hip hop that I heard to this I was like oh it's a whole nother level and then you even think about it you know I read somewhere that Jay had a quote that said I had Illmatic on bootleg the shit was so ahead thought we was all dead and this is his (laughs) rival saying how he felt about Illmatic so you know Illmatic ain't nothing but the truth
0: yeah, Jay quoted Jay quoted Il Max. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yep. love, so even they was beefing. He was like, "That's what that's that that's, joint. that's
3: part of the beef." <laughs> well, <laughs> you took I made it, you, they made it a high line. I made it a high song.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you know, this album to me, what I when I listened to this album, it was the first time you had maybe heard probably since Big Daddy Kane, Kooji rap and Rakim, someone using those multi-syllabic rhymes, you know, and the internal rhymes, you know, be taken. in the way his wordplay was ridiculous. And it was almost like an offshoot of, of him being a student of, of Kane and Rakim. And you could see that rebirth as you listen to this. The production on this is flawless. To me, yes. mm-hmm. there are not many albums that can stand up to this. Quality, track for track how good the beats were on this album, and especially during that time, how good it was. It was ridiculous how great it was. It did change the way that I listen to rap because, to me, this became the standard. And there weren't many that got into this stratosphere of how good this album was. I know people are hyperbolic about this album, but it's because it's for a reason. Because, you know, we talk about one of the, the hallmarks of a classic, and I'm going to do a blog post about this, hopefully on the Vault's um, website, about what are the things that you use you want to talk about no skips? Yeah, there are no skips on this, you know? And it's a short album, so there are no skips, but it's literally you just press play and walk away. And that's what you do, that's what you need to do with this album. But it changed the way. Pretty much. It changed the way because this influenced a lot of rappers afterwards. You talk about rappers that reference Nas and how many of them talk about this album. And not only did it come to influence rappers, this influenced a lot of producers, too. A lot of producers listen to this. I know me, when I produce now, a lot of the producers here, Pete Rock, Large Professor, DJ Premier, are some of my favorite producers of all time, and some of their best work happened right here on this album. So that's the way I take from it. As a grown man, also seeing Nas perform this with the NSO at Kennedy Center, not just during the 20th anniversary, but also during the 25th anniversary it was great. And then seeing the documentary, Tom is Illmatic, gives you an idea into the mindset and things that were happening during that particular time. Seeing any of the documentaries on this album being made is ridiculously great. You should check it out them. if you do, There's but there are. We get into this, and let's dive right into the track list. Let's just talk about the tracks. I feel like we can just go through this track for track as far as um, what it is, your, your favorite ones that you like. I mean, every single one of these tracks on here are a favorite of mine's. First of all, let's get this out of the way. Is there a track on anybody here? feels like shouldn't have been on here. It was a waste of time. Nope. Nope. Not at all. Nope. Okay. So then we got that out of the <laughs> Next. way. Next. <laughs> Next. All right. So just sort of go through, we'll just talk about two highlights each. Uh, Dave, your your highlights on this album, immediate highlights that you
0: you pull from this. Life's a bitch, mm-hmm. of course, uh, and the world is yours. Life's uh, a bitch In the world is yours. Track three and track four. I don't. I I there ain't nothing else to say. Yeah, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned, there ain't nothing else to say. I, I like, mean, it's yeah. just it's pretty much cut and dry. Uh, the production from the world is yours, and AZ's verse from Life's a Bitch. Yeah,
1: and, and a feature from Nas's father Oludara. Yes, on right. Oludara Oludara on the trumpet at the
0: th- end at the end of Life's a Bitch. That might have that was, if I could take all the music that I've heard, that would probably be top ten all time as Mm. far as songs go yeah because you've got the verse you've got the production you've got the collaboration you've got just so many beautiful things about life's a bitch yeah you know the lyricism the production everything was just flawless in this song
1: produced by les (sighs) by the way so unknown les yeah jay your highlights the two highlights if you can point them out well, mine would be
2: Life's a bitch. I mean, just because of the, of the um production at the time, I didn't even know that was Nas' father on the trumpet at the end. Mm-hmm. Um I just thought Olu Dar, I didn't know I, I didn't know it was Nas' dad like so yeah. just knowing that now makes it that much more special and that much more of an incredible track. And um, my other one it would have to be New York State of Mind. Mm-hmm. Like just the way that beat is set up and
0: Primo.
2: Yeah, like <laughs> And Primo's one of those producers, like, he's he's so good, it kind of, like, irks me at times. Like, I'm <laughs> never going to be on that level. Like, <laughs> yeah, I
1: know. I know. I know I'm, the frustration I'm, I'm, I'm because gonna, I had the
2: same frustration, too. You know what I mean? I'm, like, I'm never going to have that level of expertise. And granted, I mean, I know he's, like, older than us and everything. He didn't have more experience. But it's like, dang, I would have never thought to sample this. Like, I would have thought to sample that little airplane thing. Like, ding,
0: ding. <laughs> like, who
1: thinks
2: of that stuff? Like,
1: <laughs> how? how? Right. <laughs> right.
2: And then, like, and but as far as, like, the lyricism, I mean, because the other thing about the album is, I mean, it came at a time where, again, it was that shift going back to the East Coast. It's pretty much like, you know, it was all it was all focused on the West Coast. So for him to come out with a track, New York State of Mind, really putting you there, like really, you know what I mean, just like taking you like that New York State of Mind at the time, was, um, particularly in Queensbridge. And, like, he really painted the picture as far as like what life was like during that time for him growing up. And it just, I mean, it just really resonated. Because, I mean, I think anybody in there, on the East Coast, could really like just feel what he was saying, but it really just like put a stand back. Like, look, we back. Well, not say we back, but we have something to say. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, this is what we started at. Like, you going to listen to what we got to say. We no, we ain't no punks or whatever like this. So, yeah. not to keep going, but like, the world is yours. I mean, just the P Rock produ- production and it's just a beautiful track. You know what I mean? Like, it is. Just, like, cruise that just kick and listen to it. I mean, it's just. Is dope. I mean, the whole album is dope. on was like, on like 10 tracks. That was only uh, the only other thing that irked. It's like, dog, man, like, put
1: like you could put like another three or four there or yeah, something. It could have happened. Yeah. But maybe the length was just the right length for it to be the way it needed to be. Yeah. Damo? Well. Two highlights. One love. Oh, I love one love. Okay.
3: And of course, life's a bitch then you die. Can't leave that one out. That AZ is probably that feature is it's one of my top ten features right there. Yeah, I love that feature. And one love is just, I feel it. I think this album is top-tier lyrics, top-tier storytelling. Of course, production is amazing. Mm-hmm. And I got to throw a nugget in there that my mother wanted to remind me when I said we was doing Nas. Nas did a documentary on looking for his family, and he found his family in North Carolina. Your boys related to Nas.
0: Oh blind wow. <laughs> <laughs> bro! I swear to God, I, I need, I need to see on seats. everything
3: I love, my cousin called my mother and said Nas is here, da 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 da, doing his documentary. That's our cousin. I don't know how far the, the hell. hell? I was like, what?
1: That's what's up. Yeah, you're talking about the Henry Henry Louis Gates uh, documentary where they do Ancestral, yes. and you go through and check, you know, your family's background. Mm-hmm. And um, I remember watching that, and I wouldn't have put the two together, but that's crazy. I remember you told me your family's from your family's from North Carolina. Yeah. You know, so that,
0: that's so wild. So my father
3: wanted me make sure that I threw that out there as a nugget. I was like, eh.
0: That's cool. Now, now, I, can't That's be, now I
3: can't be. Now bi- I can't I, be. I I can't even be biased if I wanted to.
1: Right. Because <laughs> <laughs> the album is just a classic. Yeah. <laughs> so a couple of things to mention about this, um, and my highlights are to me two highlights that I'll point out are the first song on the album "New York State of Mind," the first real track of the album "New York State of Mind," and the last one it ain't hard to tell. The last track actually might be, yeah. I mean th- that to me. <sighs> It's, it's great. The lowest two. First of all, the New York State of Mind, there's a meme that's been out there floating on the internet since memes became popular on the internet where it has a picture and it says, Says he doesn't know how he's going to start a verse, proceeds to spit one of the illest verses in hip-hop <laughs> <laughs> history. Because <laughs> everybody remembers that part of New York State of Mind. I don't even know how to start this shit, man. Then he comes out. Rappers, I'm up and that's flipping true. with the monkey rhythm. I be kicking, resisting, and flip the composition. What? Hold on. <laughs> you just said you didn't know how you was gonna start this <laughs> shit.
0: You set the track on fire. <laughs> like what?
1: Like you just said that no you didn't know how the, whole, the hell you he he set the whole
0: album on fire with that verse. I mean it's hip hop.
1: It's it's like my goodness. So it's just that that and that primo track, like you said, how did you think to sample that airplane sound? Yeah, that right. piano sample that he took. So that sample, I believe it was from Mind Rain of Joe Chambers. I could be wrong. So the, the samples flight time by Donald Byrd, you right, took that. Right. NT by Cooling the Game. Mahogany by Eric B. and Rakim is where the New York State of Mind vocal sample came from and then Mind Rain by Joan Chambers is where everything that Primo did he took four samples together and crafted a track like that I mean my goodness you said it's frustrating producing it's just like damn am I ever going to be able to get to that level of expertise Mm. like you know but you got to think Primo's at a a plane as a producer where there aren't many people who have that level of expertise it's maybe uh, five to ten producers all time that have that kind of creativity that can put that together and then it ain't hard to tell of course, the sampling of Human Nature um, by Michael Jackson it was one thing, you know, to take that track and to make a hard track out of it. That was also another track that was sampled with, by uh, NT with Cool and the Gang. But then I also take that, that track, It Ain't Hard to Tell, was produced by Large Large Professor. Yeah. yeah. Produced by Large Professor. That's the one of the tracks that I've seen where somebody made a track and then remixed the track afterwards. So he, the professor, produced this track with the Human Nature sample and then produced a remix to it. And the remix to me was just about as many of my favorites just as well. So those are my highlights. There's so many of them on here, though, man. Uh, just to point out, as we all talked about, you mentioned about um, One Love. The, the song, which, of course, started out about him writing his mans in jail. That's the first time that we heard Cormega's name mentioned right. on a record before we even knew who Cormega was. was. You know, the third verse in that, everybody here seen Belly. Mm. So they actually did that scene where he was sitting on the bench talking to the little dude, yeah, was the, that right. was the third verse of One Love. Yeah, right. You know? <laughs> him sitting there smoking with the shorty and the shorty telling him about him trying to get money and everything. He's schooling shorty. Like, come on, man, don't get caught up in this stuff. That was the, that was the third verse of One Love. And then also on Life's a Bitch with AZ, which this gave, introduced the world to AZ. And the next year he had his debut album, oh. Don't We Die, the year after that. This started a very long relationship between the two of them of being featured on each other's albums and it's still to me one of the greatest travesties in hip-hop is the fact that these two never collabed did an album together mm, never that you cool. know never and you want to talk about some there aren't many mcs that can step on a track and be able to outshine nas az had the, had the rare the pleasure of being one of maybe <laughs> a couple of rappers of stepping on a track and outshining nas
0: visualizing the realism of life in actuality fuck, fuck who's the, the baddest a person's baddest status depends, depends on salary yeah
1: and i was just as true then as it Mike is now drop yeah Mike <laughs>
0: drop that's my quotable too yeah
1: so 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 we'll, we'll get to the quotable but first yeah. we'll, we'll get into your favorite song then and now for any of you i'll start i guess i'll start with damo um if it's uh, just if it if it has changed between then and now what was it then what is it now and then a song that you may have slept in, slept on that you uh, appreciate a lot more now. So I'll start with Damo. Nah, I really hasn't. I don't even know. I can't say which one. Uh, Life's a
3: Bitch is my favorite. Dang, that's too many favorites. Yeah. Slept on Halftime. I think I slept on Halftime. That's the one that I slept on. I was like, ah, oh, back then. I was like, oh, okay. But now I'm like, I said, oh, yeah. He getting it on here. Yeah. So, I would say Halftime is the one I slept on, and then just, yeah, it's too many that I love on this album. But Life's a Bitches, mainly because of a- AZ Verse, makes it my favorite from back then and now still.
2: Jay? Let's see, as far as back then,
3: it really hasn't changed, I would say, New York State of Mind. But as far as like now, I couldn't have a New York state of mind. I was from
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> well, none of us, but still, I've been up. To, I've been up there enough times. I knew so, mm-hmm. but um, uh, as far as like now, probably say the world is yours. I mean, I guess I always, I always like Pete Rock's production, but. You know, it's just like one of them joints like, you know, you have the tracks you, like, may play in the day, like, to kind of get you started, or whatever, like that. New York, I mean, um, The World Is Yours kind of does that for me. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. Okay. Like that's, that's one of my mixes as far as, like, you know, quote-unquote inspirational tracks to, like, mm-hmm. let you know, like, The World Is Yours, you know, go out and get what, get what it is you want. And I would have to say through it all, yeah, it's still one love because, like, I mean, the production, I mean, like, that little xylophone, whatever it was, mm-hmm. like, um, and, and I mean, shout out to Q-Tip as a producer, too. I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. So, like. I mean that's another one that stuck out to me through it all. I wouldn't I wouldn't put it over the ones I named, but it's just another favorite of mine. And you know the whole the whole thing with, like him shouting out Cormega and then like, the whole thing of like him talking to the little Shorty sound like his style, and like, and that was another thing I was gonna say too, like little quote unquote hip hop nerd moment. Like in the scene in Belly, they said Sam when I was in Lincoln, like one of, one of my friends knew the little young was in there. He was like, that's pretty much how he lives in real life. Oh wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like he's really like, you know what I'm saying? He still had that chain Nas mm-hmm. gave him. And yeah. They be getting into it with people. So I don't even know if he's still around at this point, but like, that's crazy. It just, just made it seem that much more real,
1: you know? What yeah, I mean? nah, I did. It definitely
0: did. <laughs> Dave? Same too. Life's a bitch and the world is yours, but I'm going to add Memory Lane to that. I spend a lot of time reminiscing about the past. Yeah. So when yeah. I listen to something like Memory Lane, it really lets me look like, yo, you know. This is a good track to really sit down and reminisce to. Um, so that's on my highlight list as well. But it's like you said, everything from from New York State of Mind to uh halftime, everything is just everything is just there, man. Yeah. Timeless. Absolutely timeless.
1: So my favorite track back in the day from Elmatic was probably New York State of Mind, because it was Primo and like you said, everything that Primo likes, I love. Midas touch. Like just I love it. My favorite track now, it ain't hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Because to me I think that was about as well as you can end that art, that that album. And the wordplay on it, it ain't hard to tell was ridiculous. And then not only that, the sample that he used and the way the Lost Professor flipped it, I actually think that's my probably my most my favorite Nas track of all time. Because just to the way that it where how it stood out, yeah. I I loved it. I loved everything about It Ain't Hard to Tell. One Love was of course a good one too Because it was a great story being told In the form of a letter being written to a guy One of his friends in prison I love that aspect of it But to me it's gotta be It Ain't Hard to Tell And as far as the song that I appreciate more now I gotta go with my brother Dave I gotta say that it's definitely uh, a trip down memory lane You know I think a lot more about the past Now more so than I did before And that to me Love the beat or whatever that Primo also did on that as well Great. So now we're going to go to the fun part. Notable quotables. Bring them out. Let's get them out. See what you got. Notable quotables. Of course, there's a ton of them on here. There's so many lines that people took that they made into songs, a la Dare Presidents 1 and 2. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So many people that have taken these lines and interpolated interpolated them and also quoted them or used them to start their own lines. Mm -hmm. There's a bunch of them on here. So I'll go ahead and start with Jay. Just your notable quotable from this album as of the many that are there probably on one time
2: mm-hmm. one time for your mom one time mm-hmm. like i mean just the way just like how wild it was he's like y'all niggas is born i shot my way out my mom dukes mm-hmm. like when i was 10 i was a hip-hopper shorty like no for, for, for microphones twisting mm-hmm. off a of 40 top. yeah like i mean just the fact he was just, like just that wild with his lyricism and even now i was on life's life's a bitch when he was like woke up early my born day 20 it's a blessing i mean like that's yeah. That's yeah i mean because it was a reality this at back that time i mean that was it you could you could very well not live to see eighteen. Like there you know what go. I mean? so, there you go. So I mean, obviously you should appreciate every day you have on this earth, cherish every moment of it. But just the fact that you know, he just like really put it out there, like you know, this is the mind state we're in and the situation. So
1: yeah, Domo, your notable quotable from this album. Of course, I gotta go to One Love.
3: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna start it off with plus congratulations. You know you got a son. I heard he looks just like you <clears throat> while your old lady won't write you. Told her she should visit. That's when she got hyper. flipping talking about he acts too rough. He didn't listen. He be rifling while I'm telling him, him stuff. stuff. I was like, yeah, shorty don't you care. You. She a snake, too. Not fucking with them niggas from that fuck fruit. They hate you. I was like, ooh. Yeah. And then, you know, he talk about the little kid, and they all carrying knives. So I was like, yep. Mm-hmm. I might have listened to it like four times this morning before I came here, for
1: mm-hmm.
0: real. Yeah, indeed. Dave, notable, quotable? Well, you already know. I just I just said it earlier. Yeah. I said, you know, visualizing the realism of life and actuality. Fuck who's the best. A person's status depends on salary. And my mentality is money-orientated. I'm destined to live the dream for all my peeps who never, never made, made it. it. Mm. We were
1: beginners in the hood as five percenters, percenters, but something must have got, got in this because all I of us turned weird. to sinners. Yes. Yeah. Indeed. I, it's about as hard as a one a <laughs> verse you can get to start your career yeah. it really is
0: you gotta you gotta deal off that verse, yeah,
1: so right. <clears throat> i'm my hip hop quotable is actually as a song as it ain't hard to tell, but just to keep a pull a few from here, the beginning of the second verse. The Buddha monks in your trunk turn the bass up. Not stories by Ace Up. Place your loot up. Parties I shoot up. Nas, I analyze. Drop a Jewel. Inhale from the L. School's a full well. You feel it like Braille. It ain't hard to tell. I kick a skill like Shaquille. Holds a pill. February spills. I'm, I'm ill. Plus, I'm i freak beat. Slamming like Iron Sheet. Jam like the tech with correct technique. And then the third verse, which I think to me, I think just might be the best one on there. This rhythmatic explosion is what your frame of mind has chosen. I'll leave your brain stimulated. Niggas is frozen. Speak with criminal slang. Begin like a violin and like Leviathan, in the deep. Let me try again. <laughs> I mean, it was, I think the reason why I like that verse so much is because his wordplay with that beat. Well, just kind of just, and then large professor took that track and then re- remixed it. So there's many, many different. Ones. We talk about the first set, first and second verse in New York state of mind. You talk about Az's verse on "Life's a Bitch" and Nas's verse to follow that up. The first verse of "Of the World Is Yours," Represent, which is a track that I don't think any of us have talked about yet, which is crazy because there's a laundry list of tracks we haven't even talked about. Represent, like Represent, is one of the illest <laughs> tracks on there, and that was a track. That was a track, man. My goodness, that sample on that track, and that, that was another. Um, that was another track produced I believe that was a primo track as well mm-hmm. um that uh, that on represent it was goodness and that was right before it ain't hard to tell um so for me DJ Premier track I mean man there's so many tracks on here and it's just only 10 but you could literally sit here and have a conversation about every single one of those tracks and how great they are these quotables on here like I said really helped inspire a generation, a couple of generations of rappers and these producers on here and their work inspired some producers and the samples we talked about some of the samples that have appeared in this, uh, in this album, you know, some of the different artists that were sampled, Biz Marquis, Molly mall, parliament, Ruben Wilson. There was a sample taken from live at the barbecue, which was the very first verse that everybody heard Nas on um, from wild style, Eric B and Rockham, the gap band, um, a lot of different the average white band. like There's so many different other like, like a lot of digging went through for this album. A lot of quality crate digging went through for this album. And that's what I really appreciate about that. All right. I'm not even going to go through this whole certified because we already know that. Yeah, Classic. Like this is this is certified. And it's going like where. Oh, and five, it's funny because, you right. know, Nas came oh, out oh, and said, five. yeah, cert, Yeah. <laughs> like whatever five, like the Domo said <laughs> "And one out, whatever five you can think about. It, that's what it is. Nas came out and said yesterday that he's actually tired of people celebrating Illmatic. He said that, you know, uh, he gets it. It's a great album. He's done now performances with the, at the Kennedy Center here in D.C. Mm-hmm. as with the NSO, both for the 20th and 25th anniversary. He did Thomas Illmatic, the d- documentary that came out on the 20th anniversary of the album. You can look at a lot of different greatest of lists, and it's on all of them. And he said, listen, that time has passed. Get, let, let's move on, because Nas is now doing a lot of different things. Despite the fact of not just only putting out music, and he's still doing that nowadays, he's also dealt into the world of um, investing. Mm-hmm. And now he's has an angel investment firm. Uh, I believe it is uh, Queenbridge Capital or whatever the name of the the venture capital firm is. And he's invested in a number of different things that have and brought really, him handsome returns. Got a million dollars off of huh? yeah. He's invested in a number of different things: Ring, Pill pill pill. Pack, yeah, Pill Pill Pack, all things that have done. He's found a way to reinvent himself as a business. Like everybody used to always talk about, you know, there's always this parallel between Jay Z and Nas, right? The beef and the rivalry besides you know Still the fact him. that there was some there was some things everybody used to always say like you know when well Nas is a rappity rap type dude and you know yeah everyone will sort of give him a little bit more props of being a little bit more skilled but Jay was more smooth he was more popular plus he's a businessman but then I sort of flip the script kofi
3: don't mean that he right yeah so, <laughs> 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 so. I, mean, I don't understand the words that he write. yeah <laughs> <laughs> but
1: but 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 Nas, Nas sort of flipped it and sort of reinvented himself, especially after his divorce from Khalees. Um, sort of reinvented himself and got himself involved in a number of different ventures. And him being now a venture capitalist, I think is something now that a lot he can serve as a as a mentor and an example to a lot of different people. And to me, it shows that he's not just like you know you get into a lot of these things. Rappers, music is all they have. He's taken this and moved it into a whole different other arena. So this is the thing I want to have to sort of close this podcast out. On your list all time, where does this stand? Top five. I need a little bit better than that, Dave. I need specifics. Is it it two, three, four, five? Is it somewhere in between two and four? Is it one and three? What is it?
0: It's got to be somewhere in the top three. I'm saying maybe like number two all time.
1: Number two for I'm you. Two all the time, okay. Without as far as music, mm. totally. Without, without oh, music! T- I'm talking music about hip hop. I'm talking oh, about hip hop albums. No, hip hop is
0: number one. Without number one. It's number, it's one. It's number
1: one. Without Illmatic, there's no Kendrick. Mm. Or reasonable doubt. Without Illmatic, there might be. I don't know. Is Jay? Is Jay here? I you know. See, uh, I, I see, mean, is yeah. he? Yeah, he'll be here. But he's, he'll here. Be a, he, he's you here.
0: here. He'll what? still. He'll be. He'll still be rapping fast though. Yeah. You think he will be, Jazzy J? Yeah, he'll be Jazzy J. Sophie. Yeah. I beyond that, I mean,
1: yeah. that, probably, I mean no, no, will. Like, nah, oh Jay God, Jay, 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 always, Jay always had Jay always had
2: skill, but I think But even like yeah, even after like Hawaii and Sophie, I mean like you know what I'm saying, he didn't have that fast flow, but like that period like after Hawaii and Sophie, but between but before like before Reasonable Doubt, I mean he had some joints. Like mm-hmm. he wasn't yeah. necessarily rapping fast, so he'd be yeah. around, but I don't think he'd be to the level necessarily he
1: is now. Yeah. No He's, at least not as quick, you know what I mean? So. Nah, indeed. Jay, what about you? hip hop albums all the time on your list where is it and this I is all that. personal favorite and i mean there's no wrong answer here yeah. i mean you can you know right i right, got you I, I know you were big into west coast hip hop especially at that time so you know Honestly, i'd probably have to say number 2 number 2 yeah okay damo 1 1 1 1, one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah this is this is my number 1 as well um and it's my number one because of all the reasons that I mentioned because there's so many different things that if you I could write an essay why wow, this is probably the greatest hip-hop album of all time in my opinion and There's many people that will say uh, different other things I, I think in many aspects this is the greatest I think uh, influence wise this can't be overstated like you said is if there was no Illmatic then like you said there may not be a Kendrick now Kendrick had a lot of West Coast J. Cole. influence yeah J. Cole yeah no, it, it might not be a crit either, man. Like, you know, now a lot of these people from different places had influences from their hometown. Crit from South, you know, Cole as well, being being from the being from the South of North Carolina. Kendrick being West Coast influenced by NWA and Trey and Snoop and everything else. But th- this album, sure, sure enough, crossed a lot of different spectrums. And we talked about regionalism, like me and Jay talk about that all the time on Facebook, each other. It's like how different regions had their, their own style and nobody's region sounded the same and people sort of got into their box sort of uh, got into it and locked themselves down but to me this was respected by people everywhere even the game said on i think it was hip-hop is dead when he was talking about some on the track that he had with um nas he said what he said he said he had 20 dollars. he said there's two tapes the Chronic and He said it was chronic on the one side the Matic on the left saw So I stole them both, them both Spent a 20 <laughs> on the dub sack <laughs> And he was even saying As a West Coast dude He was a West Coast dude In a New York state of mind You know How much it influenced him But that To me it's one And you know The, the place where it is On your list If you're listening out there It may be lower Because there's some people That I know That they don't even think that This is Nas's best album I'm like Okay I don't know what nah, you. That's strange. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, pass me what you. Pass Yo, me what you whatever smoking, you bro. think. If this is not Nas's best album, please if pass me that, what you smoking. Pass man. me whatever it is if you pass smoking, it, man, Please. So, if I want that kind of smoking? You yeah. Know <laughs> they think like that. So, um, but but this Nas is stillmatic. Twenty five years later, um, you can see. Please go check out not just the album itself. If you haven't listened to it by now, by now, by now, if you haven't listened to it by now. What are you, what's going on with your life? Get your life together. But definitely go check out Thomas Ilmatic and search YouTube. Just go and look on the searching of you. Just go and search YouTube and search the making of Ilmatic and documentaries about Ilmatic, and you'll see so many different gems that are on there about the making of this album. The reason why I think I respect this album so much, and also the making of Reasonable Doubt, is because you see documentaries about the people who made the albums, the producers and the artists themselves. That to me gives me an insight, which makes me respect it that much more. But please go check it out. Check out the documentaries. Take it and appreciate it for what it is 25 years afterwards. And that is going to wrap up yet another edition of The Vault. Please make sure you check us out on our host Podbean, vaultcmr.podbean.com. You can also download, stream, and subscribe to The Vault CMR on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. We appreciate all the support. And if you have a friend, tell a friend. And if you have told that friend, tell that friend to tell another friend. And if you are in the DMV and are looking for podcasting services to record your podcast, make sure you check us out on IV Creative. Search IV Creative on Facebook. Also, IVECRE8 on Instagram as well. You can also email us at IVECRE8 at gmail.com. Doesn't matter whether you're an experienced podcaster or if you're just getting started out of the box and you want to start recording your own podcast, please let us know. Hit us up. We'd love to be able to help you. And for those of you who are in the DMV, we are mobile, so we will come to you always want to make sure that i shout out my fellows here in their podcast make sure you're checking out cousin Damo, dominique's podcast uh raw sex podcast on podbean apple podcast and also on spotify make sure you're checking out facebook and dt's dave's ground rule double podcast on facebook monday evenings and friday evenings please check your listing to see when they will go live and always appreciate my boy Jo and his perspective on hip-hop and everything that he brings to the table Always want to make sure that we tell you before we leave. Always remember to keep your headphones on and your music loud, but not too loud. As we close, we like to remind everyone to dream big because dreams are the basis for creation. Always create, motivate, and elevate because you were never destined or created to stay stationary in this life. And on that note, we say peace.
0: Thank you for listening and coming into The Vault. Please subscribe and follow us on Facebook at IV Creative, and Instagram at IVECRE8.